weren't talking about? Clothing fasteners. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we weren't. <laughs> Well, it's the title of the episode, so I don't know what to tell you. Bonjour, bienvenue à le Dumbafell podcast. Uh, je suis Tim Dobbs. Avec Catherine Coger, Coger, what, what do you think? Cogert. Co- no? It's uh, Hungarian. <laughs> but come on, get in the set the vibe. Uh, it's, this is a we're, we're we're in a Parisian bistro. Oh, we are. Oh, you didn't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> God, would it Bonjour. kill you to yes and me? <laughs> Je m'appelle Sylvie. Is it je m'appelle? Is that how you... What? What is the... Oui. I don't know French, actually. <laughs> tu t'appelles Tim. Je m'appelle Sylvie. Oh. and But je suis is like, I am? Je suis foi. No, no, no. Oui. Mais oui. Peut-être. Je ne sais pas. Mais... <laughs> <laughs> you know, je parle français. Is, I listen to... Um, this show called uh, Roots Rock Rebel. It's a, a uh, punked and ska radio hour. It's actually two hours, and it's from in Montreal. And uh, so it's it's just music mostly, and it's mostly in English. But every once in a while, the announcer, because he's Quebecois, will just start speaking French for a segment. Where, where? I totally don't understand it, but I really like it. I could just listen to yeah, stick some French in there. C'est, uh, je ne sais pas, je ne, je ne sais pas, français. <laughs> I died okay. out there pretty quickly. Ugh. You introduce the topic in French, <laughs> and I will translate for you. Are you uh, ready? Bonjour, je m'appelle Catherine. Hello, I am Catherine. Today we will be talking about... <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> nope, nope, sorry, misunderstood that. Wait, this is my first day, everyone. I'm sorry. Can, can, we, can you slow down a little, please? Uh, co- slow, slower. Oh, Jesus. Uh, today, uh, we are talking about fasteners, clothing fasteners. This is what we agreed to do, yes? Oh, it's so much fun. I wish I spoke French. I was making things up. That was That's right. I wasn't listening. And and the listener wouldn't be either because uh, what you do, I think what we all do, maybe maybe I'm unique in this, but you listen to the uh, to the other language and then it immediately falls out of your ears as soon as you hear English or, or mm. your, your home language. Mm, yeah. As soon as the translation comes over it, it's just like, oh, this person isn't like I'm I can very easily pretend this person is <laughs> actually speaking English. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to pay attention to you. Do you ever, um, when you watch a foreign film, for example, and you are looking at the subtitles, when you're remembering that film, do you remember them speaking in English? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do that, too. Which is cool. Interesting. Oh, man. Brain awesome. Brain good. stuff <laughs> thing. Brain good. But... Oh, the tits are fascinating. Wee! <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I brought you here today, Catherine, to talk about yeah. uh, uh, fasteners. Which and, kinds of fasteners? Well, all kinds. Um, oh. So, so what? what is your favorite clothing fastener? So you've got, you know, we, sh- we should run through possibilities. Before you pick, mm-hmm. let's run through some possibilities. Yeah. You've got buttons. 
Uh, that's that's yeah. an obvious. Yeah. Um, zippers. Yeah. Yep. Snaps. Yep. Got the snaps. Velcro. Got the Velcro. Uh, what else you got? I got uh, oh those um, it's like a, a hoop on one side, like a little cloth cloth loop, and the other side has almost like a stick you stick through it. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Oh yeah yeah yeah, like the um the old lady pins, yeah. Yeah, probably something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's a lady pin? Um, yeah, you've got a hoop and then yeah, or like you might do it in hair sometimes where you got the hoop yeah and the, yeah, yeah. the pin. We're talking about the same things. We say hoop and pin a lot, and we get it. Yeah. That's good. You know, and, um, listener, what we mean. Uh, buckles, buckles. Buckles. What about the double loops? Sometimes if you go to yoga, they have those. Where you have two metal loops at the end of a string, and then at the other end of the string, you got just like a strip of fabric. And then you loop through both, and then you loop back through one. Ooh, that sounds cool. That's yeah, okay. I like that. I think it's annoying. Oh, 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 now I'm picturing it. No, I don't like those. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had it wrong. I this like is, how um, when I describe it as annoying, you're like, oh, yes, of course. Oh, the annoying one. Again, brain good, interesting. <laughs> the way I connected it was different. Uh, did we get all of them? I feel like that's a lot of them. So out of those, what would you pick? Uh, out of those ones? Well, buns fall off, and that's annoying. Zippers get caught. Velcro mm. wears out. And it's the worst. Velcro? Um, yeah. It's loud? Yeah. It's hard the to pull apart. And the hoop and stick don't really hold it very well. Yeah, that's that not really. Sags after a while. That's for like, you, I don't know, it's the fall and you're wearing like some kind of weird flowy light jacket. This is what I'm picturing. And it has yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you can put it in your hair sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you got one of those jackets that also doubles as a hair tie. That's nice. You don't have that? No, well, you know, I, my hair's too short. <laughs> uh,. Let's see. Yeah, maybe a snap, but those are ugly. I hate snaps. They're ugly, and they're loud. I don't know. Yeah, I'm really disappointed with our fasteners now that you've brought up the subject. There are no good fasteners. I kind of like being able to just tie something off. You oh, know, just a tie. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't work for everything. It certainly wouldn't work no. for a jacket or. Mm. Oh God, can you imagine having pants like that? Yeah. We're, there's no button. There's no zipper. It's just like, like I don't know. Like yoga pants. Yeah. Well, there you go. Ugh, don't like it. Yeah. Like um, uh, most sports pants actually have something like that. Or swim trunks. Yeah. Yep. 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 <clears throat> hmm. But I don't like that. I, I feel like buttons are, is the best best for me, even though I don't like buttons that much. And they fall off all the time. Well. I'm not most... going to sew them back on. What am I, made of time? Can you can you sew? I have this. It's horrible. I totally should be able to do stuff like that. Just like stitch it back on, and I go and I sit down to do it, and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I give up. It's a little overwhelming. Just look it up on YouTube. You'll be fine. Yeah, I guess that's fine. It's just weird because I don't have that reaction with like like I recently just fixed. Um, I have this problem. I don't know if you do. I fixed my uh headphones. So what my headphones will do is after X number of months. Uh, they start to, like, one ear goes out, mm -hmm. and it's because one of the wires broke. And it's usually right at the tip because that gets a lot of pressure on it. And so one of these sort of internal wires breaks, and now I have no left ear. And so, in a sense, they're useless. Um, but but I wouldn't put up with that. And I had no compunction about 
just going to Radio Shack, buying a new tip, you know, uh, stripping the wire, resoldering it, and then, you know, like, redoing the whole thing. And now I have a great new thing, and I, I recently did that. And, yeah, I had to figure it out. Like, I hadn't done it before. But it was just like, oh, yeah, I could do that. But with sewing, I just... <laughs> I don't know. It seems That's scary. <laughs> God, we're such gender stereotypes because I feel like I could never... I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to buy new headphones. This is stupid. <laughs> I did it for years, but it was just kind of like, ugh, this doesn't need to keep happening once every six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, doing the time saver. Plus, I learned how to strip wires. That was fun. That is cool. Yeah. But so you uh, but so you don't, you don't sew on buttons. I don't, I can, but what, am I made of time? No. And then I always lose them, like, immediately. <laughs> do you, but, um, do the majority of your garments come with spare buttons? All mine do, because, you know, men's shirts and jackets always have a couple buttons tied into the inside. Or yeah, stitched I'm really into the bad inside. at keeping them. I'm just mad at buttons for not staying on. So I just blame the garment, usually. <laughs> and I buy a lot of things from Nordstrom so that I can return them and just get a new one and not have to worry about it. Oh, they have that policy. They're like Sears, but but for clothes. But, you know, for better things. <laughs> Sears tools are good. Craftsman, solid. Mm. Otherwise, I wouldn't go to Sears. Mm. Should I get the warranty? <laughs> Let me push that on you. Listen, you're going to want to get the you're going to want to get the uh, PA because here's the fact of the matter. Now, uh-huh. once a year with this PA, you can just you can call in service. Or you could just come back and be like, hey, it's broken. you got to fix it. And so you get maintenance every year. Does this, does this salesperson and, seem really mean to you? He seems really mean to me. But, but the fact of the matter is, if you use that service, yeah. you're going to come up with Sears that's, loses that's money. Nice. That's nice. All right. So. Oh, look at the picture frame. <laughs> what department are you in? I'm not trying to sell you a picture um, frame. No, like across. <laughs> it's like. You're in the tool section, but then across the way is, like, the children's studio slash picture frames. Because oh. that's how it was in the Spokane Sears. I see. In the in the, the Enfield Sears. Sears, it was, uh, well, I worked in electronics, and electronics oh. was across from appliances. Well, that's that's uh, that's on the same corridor as, mm-hmm. appli- as appliances. But then across that uh, walkway, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, no, across the walkway was appliances. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, different Sears setups. This is it's crazy. crazy. Weird. Not that weird. Um, have you ever... Um, I find that most targets are identically set up. Sometimes they're not, but generally. I've been, I've been in a... targets where I forget where, which target I'm in. Did they do a city target in San Francisco? Recently. They added it in the Metreon. Yeah. Because Soma is an up-and-coming area, mm. and so we need targets. Mm. Yeah, I guess. What do you think of it? Have you been? I don't like Target. But uh, lay out, lay out your argument for me. Well, it's it's kind of a a Cogart philosophy that you try not to buy from places where the CEO has a um, or donates uh, generously to a cause that you don't support. Which is that? Uh, the Republican Party. Oh. <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he's kind of like an anti-environmentalist type guy. So that's legit. I feel like that's a um, a sort of ecological approach to uh, shopping. You understand how your your actions affect the ecosystem, the the yes. capitalist ecosystem, yeah. and so you're trying to follow it through the chain. We I believe that. strongly that this is how we vote, actually, <laughs> in the Cogart family. 
I I I think that's uh, pretty serious because voting seems pretty useless at this point. Yep. Yeah. Did you vote in this past election? I did. Did you vote to legalize pot in Washington State? Yeah, of course. <laughs> nah, Am I I'm not going to vote for that? I'm just supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> who's the jerk who's like trying to be mean to the stoners? You know what's weird now? Mm-hmm. Walking around Washington and smelling tobacco. Uh, well, I'm confused. <laughs> Whenever it's smoke now, it's always weed. It's never tobacco. And so when I oh. when a wave of tobacco hits me, it's like, what is that? Oh, tobacco. I remember that. <laughs> this is so odd. See, I uh, I live in San Francisco where um, it just smells like pot everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I guess I've never even really thought about it. It's just kind of, my um uh my my girlfriend's brother came to visit and he you know he's I don't know twenty I guess he turned twenty one just recently and uh you know he's he's uh, never really been out of the hometown all that stuff and uh he would just keep like snickering to himself about like. You guys, it smells like pot. And I'm like, I know. It smells like pot everywhere. You just got to relax, dude. That's a small town thing. <laughs> well, he's young yet. He's young yet. He's young um, yet, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess I could see how that would be troubling. So, uh, what? So there's just, like, I mean, the smoking rules are the same, though, right? Like, you can't smoke in a bar or something. No. Regardless of pot or tobacco or whatever. That's why it smells like pot outside. Right. Because you got to go to parks and uh, where do people smoke? Or on I don't, the street, you know, just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, I think By that Westlake. is. <laughs> it's pretty bad there. <sighs> so mean to Westlake. It's, I guess it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Abercrombie is... and Fitch and like eighty homeless guys. It's a strange scene. Well, that's always, uh, I feel like most cities have that downtown area where it's, yeah. um, as Jane Jacobs would tell us, there's no eyes, there are no eyes on the street. And so, uh, people, homeless people like to hang out there because there's only people who have no stake in the neighborhood there. Mm-hmm. High-end shoppers, tourists, and homeless people. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You should read, the read that book that she wrote that is on my bookshelf that I've never read. The rise and fall of great American cities? Something Maybe like that? Maybe I will buy it and not read it. Yeah. It, no, it's it's one of those, like, conversation piece books, though, because anyone who's, like, done any, you know, urban thinking will at least know of the book, and you can have a totally charlatan conversation at a cocktail party sometime Oh, exciting. It. Between two people who are pretending to have read it. That's <laughs> nice. Um, oh, I had something. Oh, well, I forget. Why don't we come back in a moment? All right. On the Doom to Fail podcast. on the Doom to Fail podcast, and we're talking about, believe it or not, clothing fasteners. 
And yes. so did, did we arrive at a favorite for you? Oh, we arrived at I hate all of them. Just yeah. So do you think we could come up with something better? Is I mean just let's talk this out. Do you think it's even feasible to come up with something better? What could what I, I don't think I have any ideas. Can we improve the zipper? Because oh. I think that's my favorite. Actually, okay. I'm gonna go with the zipper. Let me. I want to throw this it's out the there, and then we. To being the best. The, Go I'm ahead. gonna throw it out there so we can get it on the whiteboard, and yeah. then we'll immediately talk about your zipper issue. What if we sort of came up with a, uh, um, a sort of post-it note analog for clothing, where it sticks and unsticks pretty easily? Yeah. Huh? But the post-it runs out of stick. Well, we'll talk about that later when we workshop it. But back to your zipper issue. Okay. Um, well, how would we? Yeah, I yeah I agree with you, but the gnashing of the teeth is what bugs me, and and. When a zipper loses a tooth, it's all over. Yeah, no, it's true. But I mean, it, there's some well-made zippers. Uh, you like a YYK or or is it YKK? Do you know? I don't know. I think this hmm. is actually I don't know. I think Lucky has an independent vendor, but this is a nice zipper. It's always been smooth. I've had this jacket for years. Oh no, it's getting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> As your zipper falls apart and your jacket unravels, <laughs> it's just cloth now. <laughs> Just strips of cloth. Um, I also think zipping is very satisfying. Yeah, that's true. It's a little noisy. You ever try to zip up in a quiet, like a very quiet space? Fuck them. <laughs> uh, just, just one more thing we could put as a <laughs> on your your eulogy, your your Twitter description. I don't know where to put these things. <laughs> wherever wherever the short bios of the of the world go. Is that? Could could we maybe um automate epitaph writing? Let's uh, let me let me blue sky this one with you. <laughs> so we'll just yes we make can. It, so all all epitaphs are automatically written by sort of an amalgam of all the various social networking bios you've created during your life. Yeah, it's like the cloud space thing that Facebook does at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then that's just on your tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's your timeline just sort of stuck right onto like a, a five by five tombstone. Wow, that's a big tombstone. Smaller than that. Two by two, three by three. An index card. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's well. That's what we should do. Is we should have um, you know. So I like to when I when I meet people socially, and if I want to like ensure that I will continue to have a connection, you know, I like to hand them a business card. No one likes this. Everyone thinks okay. it's dumb. Um. But I don't have another idea. Like, unless it's like, you know, I can memorize their name and like hit them on Facebook later or something like that. But the business card really is the easiest. It's just like, give me a call sometime, you know. Um, I have a but story. But so what we should have, mm-hmm. I'll finish my thought, is what, what we should have is, yeah, sort of like a, a business card size, um, automatically generated Facebook, like, here's what I'm about thing. I think just hand that to people. I always, uh, but when I read that, it always makes me hate myself. <laughs> it's uh, it's the worst kind of mirror. It's just the worst kind of mirror. It's the ugliest mirror. Yeah. They should do it like. Are you are you familiar with the phenomenon of, of skinny mirrors? No. Okay, so this is a thing that um, a lot of the ladies in my life uh, swear is tr- a true thing, but I've never seen it because I I don't know I don't spend a lot of time in changing rooms. But they swear that many stores that they go to have mirrors that sort of curve them inwards like it's like a funhouse style that puts a very subtle thinness on them and so that when they're looking at things they go like oh i look pretty good yeah and then they go home and they're like 
oh man, I hate my body. Stupid yep. Cosmo giving me poor self-image. Um, I don't know if they draw the lines, but this is where we're at. Uh, and so perhaps you need the sort of the skinny mirror equivalent of uh, of the Facebook cloud, the timeline. It sort of like brightens up your posts, makes you nicer to people, um, makes it so you've complimented them more. Yeah? But I think that's uh I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> talk to talk talk it out with me. Talk it out with me. I wanna <laughs> I like I I think we can this is I'm I'm in an ideal space today. I don't like this today. rabbit hole. It's scary. <laughs> no, I love this because here's what we do. We basically we make a social network and we pitch it as exactly the same except it will like tweak everybody's personality to make them seem nicer. So everyone it'll seem like everyone's nicer to you. That's validation and uh-huh. it'll make it seem like you were nicer when you look back and you're like, "Hey, I feel good about me and others." Do- this is just positivity. We'll call it um um uh, plus web. Oh, that's awful. Stupid Google Plus. They already took the All right, you can be the name person. <laughs> I did come up with Doom to Fail, and that's been a winner. Yeah. Oh, no, technically you did. What? That doesn't sound like me. Yeah. You said this whole thing is Doom to Fail, and I said that's our name. Hmm. And I didn't let you change it. Locked it down. Well, you wanted to call it Little Pascals. Which is still the best thing <laughs> that's ever. That's the worst. That's the worst. I like that I can threaten to cancel the podcast at any time, and, and instead of saying cancel, just say, uh, well, it fulfilled its destiny. That's true. We have, yeah. It's, I think this is, yeah. Maybe the the doom to fail stickers that those have actually uh, uh, connected me with people surprisingly. Yeah, no, that's kind of fi- what I get. People, I'm findable once once they have that. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know though about about meeting people. I don't know. <laughs> Stage people like uh, th- doesn't it make you feel uncomfortable when you see someone on stage and then you're like right in front of them? And you have to talk to them. You're like, no, no, no. This was a one-way deal. I got to sit quietly, and you had to do the work. <laughs> yeah. Um... I guess I'm just thinking. Of, we saw uh, recently, as part of uh, SF Sketch Fest, we went to see a movie called. Uh, uh, do you know, remember the sketch group Old English? It sounds familiar. They were older. They were pretty popular, like early 2000s uh, YouTube stuff like that. Um, but uh, they broke up. But before they broke up, they did this project. Uh, it's Have you ever heard of the... Par- I'd never heard of this. It's a party game. It's called The Exquisite Corpse. No. Okay. Apparently, it's it's like a party game from like the 1800s in a, <laughs> when you would have a parlor. Um, and uh, uh, the idea is every you divide it into three people, and each person draws one-third of a body. And then they haven't seen the other thirds. And then you put them together, and you're like, oh, it's crazy. And uh, so the premise <laughs> was... Uh, Man, when you have a parlor, you don't have a lot to do, I guess. So People the... were so uncreative. <laughs> it could kind of work. I don't know. It's it's basically the same premise as Mad Libs. <laughs> but, like, even even less creative because you're just sort of drawing it from a deck, it sounds like. Um, no, no. I think you, you sort of have three blank pieces of paper. And you, oh, you, and you, you know where the lines have to connect. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And that's it. Okay. So okay, the top okay. will be a monster, the middle will be a mummy, who's not technically a monster, um, and the bottom will be a lion of some kind. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so this this premise was ported over into a movie. So there are five writers, and they each wrote a fifth of the movie. And the catch was, so they each wrote 15 pages, and the 
next writer could only read the previous five pages. Okay. So they like they knew what was going on a little, but like there were a lot of important stuff they missed. And also there were just different writers, so they all tonally wrote very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had no idea, you know, what the arc of the movie was really supposed to be. So anyway, it was great, and I recommend you check it out um, because the movie that results is presented as sort of uh, a documentary about making that movie and these five guys' relationship with each other, uh, oh. which is uh, 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 torrid for sure. Um, and also the movie. So they're intercut with each other. And uh, yeah, no, I thought it was great. So we went to go see it. And then there was a question and answer afterwards with the makers. And uh, that was great. And then they said, hey, we're going to this bar uh, afterwards if you all want to like come to an after party. And I was like, I don't want to go to an after party. Like, But then we were like, well, we, we do want to go to a bar. So uh, we're walking. And then I was talking, talking with Megan. And we were just like, Oh, wait, they're going to that bar. That bar's awesome. We should just go and not talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> so we we go to it, and um, and they're all just, like, standing right near us. And i like, I just have nothing to say to these people. And so it was, like, actively, like, trying to, like, keep, keep my hand in front of my you eye and, like, not make eye you? contact. Well, believe it or not, uh... None of the none of the actors or writers or people involved in making the movie did, but this guy who apparently like sat next to us in the movie theater, which I didn't catch, just came up and said, "Like, hey guys, pretty good movie, huh?" And like suddenly we're talking with this guy, and he was so nice, and but his wife was like not interested. His wife was doing the glare, like the "Why are you making <laughs> us talk to these strangers?" glare the whole time, and so it was just like. Uh, and I guess it was the wife was uh, the brother of the director. And so oh. it was like she she was just such in like I have to be here mode. <laughs> and so it was kind of like, I don't know. Have you ever had this experience where you have two people you're talking to and they're both strangers and you have to relate to them totally differently? Yeah. Definitely. How do you how, how do you process that? Uh, do you just pick one? It's complicated. Yeah, it's super complicated. Um, okay, I'm going to be two people right I now. play it by ear, and then if one's more interesting, I ignore the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair way to do it. <laughs> it might be the best you can do, but that's not great. <laughs> I don't mean you personally. It might be the best anyone can do. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. All right, fine. We don't have to... Uh... Let's, let's, not, let's not sketch that out. Interesting. <sighs> Okay, well, let's flip the tables. Let's do it. Okay, so you say you don't meet people very often. Never. What if... Well, would you like to meet more people? Sure. Would you be interested in doing that? Yeah. Okay, so let's say... Let's say you have a podcast. I don't. Let's call it... Tronder One. I don't know. We'll call it something like that. Um, and it goes live... And uh, it gets insanely popular. Sure. So much so that maybe, like, I don't know, South by Southwest or someone. I don't know. One of those, like, little festival-y thingies is like, hey, come and do a live show for us. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Would you Would you be the type of a guy who's like, I'm going to be at this bar if you want to talk to me? I feel like a lot of my personal development is in becoming that kind of guy. Is that yeah. is that a fair answer? <laughs> I think it's easier to be the guy who's like, I'm going to be at this bar if you want to talk to me, than going to the bar and thinking of something to talk to them about. That's true. You, you've you sort of like laid down the claim that 
hey, I'm interesting. If you can, like, prep a, a way to talk to the interesting guy, go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's too much pressure. Yeah, I, I don't talk to anyone who's, whose work I've, I'm familiar with. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's pretty horrifying. Have you, uh, I, I think I've related this, um, uh, listeners should be familiar with uh, our friend Colin Marshall, um, who, who runs a podcast called Notebooks on Cities and Culture, and it, it's great. Um, and I met up with him uh, when I was, I just wanted to, I was going through Los Angeles, and he was in Los Angeles, and I was like, hey, I'd like to, like, get podcast advice, and like, I don't know, I'm quitting my job, like, what do, what do you think of, or, well, I had just quit my job, like, what any ideas? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but I remembered, like, like five minutes before I was supposed to meet him, I was like, uh-oh, I've listened to his show a lot, and I don't think he's listened to mine. Like, there is a huge imbalance here. Yeah. And he um, he was expressing a, a similar issue with uh, when he was uh, on the dating scene. He said that, like, he would, like, try to not tell people his n- his full name right away like if he was if he was gonna like get their number or something Mm -hmm. it was kind of like all right well i don't want them to like read everything i've ever done on the internet and then show up for the date and i'm just like remembering their name you know (sighs) so i think that's another problem would he not google them as well i imagine everyone googles everyone the difference is that he's an internet guy and so he has a real presence i guess so Eh, all right no that's fair i can get that I mean, you've seen even uh, you, you, we've had people contact you about non-podcast issues through the podcast because once you develop, you put your name next to a website, suddenly there's an email address that you can be reached at. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God we're not more famous because uh, otherwise, geez, we'd have to talk to people all the time. I know, right? Oh, mm. boy. Well. I'm Here's really the lack l- of success, Tim. <laughs> Cheers, Catherine. And we will be back next week to talk more about uh clothes fast clothing fasteners. Will we? Are we gonna try that again? This is um there's so much to cover here, and I feel like we've only scratched the surface. All I right, mean buddy, we- if you say so. We barely even we. I mean, we touched on how clothing fasteners relate relate to the Target at the Metreon and Jane Jacobs and uh, internet famousness, but we've barely even gotten into the Hoover Dam or uh, <laughs> uh, Techno Tetuan. I always mispronounce that. See, one more thing we can pull out of clothing fasteners is the ancient capital of Mexico. Um, <laughs> tune in next week for more Doom to Fail. Uh, until then, that's Catherine Cogan over there. And Dobbs over here. Bye. Bye. I'll tell you what's happening next. Honey, you're passing the test. She sees what she wants.